What's up? And welcome to the Likes in Cash podcast. Today on the podcast, I got a good friend called Levy, where he shows you how we went from zero to 16,000 followers. But that's not the cool part. The cool part is how much he made from it. So he's making now 50K a month consistently. And I thought this was a really cool interview because of how much he emphasizes monetization over growth. Because likes are cool, but likes in cash. Enjoy. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Levy. What's up? What up, man? Really nice to see you. Levy is uh, one of my good friends from Twitter for a while. And I kind of wanted to do mo this more of a freestyle thing. So I'm just going to let you tell tell your story. I mean, obviously, you've you've grown a lot. You've grown to what? How many followers you got now? Plus 10K now? 16K. Just hit it yesterday. Congratulations. So 16K, clocking in, consistent 50K months. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just want to let you tell your story and uh, let people know maybe a few things they can learn from you. Basically, a year ago, uh, when I found out the side of Money Twitter, basically, and I saw a bunch of guys giving out a lot of free game, giving a lot of bunch of free stuff, bought some courses here and there, followed a few people, liked the idea of having a Twitter profile. And at the same time, I was obviously building my lead transition agency. It has, it has just started out almost at the same time. Uh, so I was really busy with that. So I really didn't have any point of joining Twitter or like that's what I thought because obviously it could have helped a lot while growing my agency if I was also actively sharing it on Twitter and then actually like uh, then a few months later it was spring so April May where it might be I was thinking to myself that okay now I have a consistent stream of clients we were doing around 27 28k a month with the agency back then uh and i thought that okay there's again no point for me to start sharing any any content on twitter or anything because i don't really need more clients for my agency i couldn't even take on more if i wanted to because we we're just scaling it really rapidly and we had all the leads that we needed through cold outreach and cold emails we had like 120 domains to strip into our total addressable market we were like blasting volume so we had all the leads that need there's some neatest but I was still always gravitating a lot towards the idea of doing Twitter, having like an audience to share my ideas on. Um, and I, at that point, I really didn't even realize the power of networking on Twitter. So I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just wanted to share my thoughts. Uh, and then- Just a quick question. Was there like a moment when you were like, Twitter kind of makes sense. You're like, yeah, I think I need Twitter just not run ads for my agency. Yeah, uh, it was, I think I never really went to Twitter for the money. I never really, really saw it as a business decision because uh, I, I always just was like really gravitating and they were like, it was really cool seeing people like share a bunch of stuff. And I think that I never realized how much money people were making off of Twitter. Like that was like some, I didn't see the potential because it's just funny bird up with like <laughs> short sentence tweets. Like I never saw Elon Musk uses just for shit. Yeah. Like I never saw actually the business side of it, uh, but I always thought it would be really cool to have a, have a community, have an audience of people who you can talk to interact with. And like, you can just get validation for ideas and just, that was the main thing. And then it's actually exactly 184 days. Yesterday I checked. 
how long it was uh, before I started Peter. It was May 8th. Um, I sketched my first tweet. I had bought uh, like a course from JK and I had tweet and everything ready to go. I had already been like seeing Twitter for like a few months. So I like, I thought that I'm right. I, I'm going to crush it. I started just posting five tweets a day, just sketching random shit. Uh, and also, I think I hit JK up that I sent you a DM like the first day when I started Twitter that I'm going to hit like 5K followers before the year ends or something. Um, and you, you actually re- replied to it, which was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I started cool, I was like, tell me I replied. Please tell me I replied. <laughs> <laughs> you We're did, good. you did. Like three yeah. months later, but you still did. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. No worries, no worries. I understand it now. Um, but yeah, so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I just started sharing my thoughts. And then super quickly, like, it was actually really fast. I'm like, like I have told you, I pay for speed. So the first day I scheduled tweets, uh, I also launched Twitter ads <laughs> and I started running ads to my account just to get the initial first few hundred followers. That was my plan. Get first 300 followers and then start tweeting more uh, without ads. Mind if I ask, um, that's a very topic. That's a topic a lot of people don't talk about. Do you have a structure for ads? How do you look at Twitter ads? Uh, I've obviously done media buying or not obviously. <laughs> I don't know why it would be obvious. But I've done media buying in the past. I ran a Facebook ad agency. So what I did is I just went to, I just clicked new campaign, followers. Then I only thing that I did for targeting, I just picked like the age, uh, accounts that had the audience that I wanted. So I think at that time it was like Nick Abraham, uh, cold email wizard, it was you and like bunch of like just main legion and cold email business guys on Twitter. I just put the target there, it's similar people who follow them or people who follow these accounts. And then I just drew in like a 10 euros a day ad budget, did like really broad, um, didn't really exclude any countries from there. So obviously I was getting, I was getting pretty cheap followers, like 20 cents, cents per follower. But I also acknowledge that these are low quality followers. And these like, if I just run ads to them, they probably don't really care about my stuff. But I just wanted to get the initial traction off the ground. Uh, then when I when I did like when I had my course that I was selling uh, before I was banned on Twitter ads, uh, uh, RIP. Then I did again like super simple. I just sales tweet. Yeah, it's it's dumb bad shit. But yeah, uh, I was basically just doing engagement ads to my followers, retargeting my followers. Uh, and that was like, I never had the tracking set up because it was like, again, small volume, small course. I didn't really even care about the ROI on it, but it 100% sure was like highly ROI positive. Because I think if you post a sales tweet or if you post a tweet, like probably just the 10, 20% of your audience sees it. So if you just get blasted with my offer every single day, or obviously at some point you're going to buy it. So I did that also as an experiment and it worked great. I think that you like if you target your own followers and if you have actually a good offer, you can be really shit at media buying. You don't need to actually know any Twitter ad strategies and you're gonna make it work. Like again, you need to be need to be like you don't really need to be a rocket scientist to make get an ROI from it. 
I'll I'll give a little bit of insight here because a lot of people are banned on Twitter ads, including us both. And um, I, I reached out to a few Twitter sales reps. I realized that the reason why they banned me, at least tell me if your story is different, but it's because Twitter doesn't like when you include guarantees or promises on their ads. It needs to be something more broad. So instead of we, you're going to make more money. They're like, we showed this person how to make more money. Here's the video. It, it cannot be explicit. It has to be suggestive. Do you, how, what did you get banned? Yeah, I think it was, or it was, I think it was exactly the same reason, but it was a little bit weird because when I was running ads to my course, um, I had a really direct, it was like something like along the lines, like if you don't sign a client in 60 days, uh, I guarantee you that I'll send you back $99 or something. I had like a really direct offer there, like really direct straight to a landing page as well. Uh, and I never had any problems with it. And then I acknowledged the fact that uh, you shouldn't do it, but I still did it. So you said you were running a direct offer, uh, direct offer with a guarantee, and then you got banned. What's next? Yeah, so I had a really dire, uh, direct offer. Uh, I started running ads to it, got banned in like five minutes. It was like immediate, like... It started running. I started seeing like, okay, it's not actually get, picking up any engagement. W wonder what is wrong. Then like five, 10 minutes later, the ad actually started to run, went, check, went and checked back. Uh, I was banned. But it, it is uh, what it they, is. You live, you learn. They banned you quick. I thought it was because of another reason. So I was doing other like kind of weird tactics. I was scraping other people's followers because on Twitter, you cannot... Like if I target you, it's not that I'm targeting your followers, I'm targeting people like you. You know, that's that's the format that they use. So if I choose Leve, it's not Leve's followers, it's people who like are related to, you, right? So I, uh, I what I did was I figured out who had the audience that I wanted and I downloaded their audiences with Phantom Buster or um, yeah, Phantom Buster. And yeah, then I, I yeah. uploaded the CSV and I thought that's because I was banned. But then I got on a call with a Twitter sales rep and it wasn't because of that. It was because same reason you and I got banned, which is we promised something and they don't. Yeah, yeah, it, it sucks. Because like, if you're still, if you are still unbanned on Twitter ads, don't take it for granted. Use it for soft ad. Because like right now, I wish that I had it. It would be great, but uh, no can do. You still got to 50K a month though. So let's talk about that. What happened? Yeah, so <laughs> then I was I was running my agency. Uh, this is June or July. Can't remember exactly. I'm running my own Legion agency. We were doing like the best. We had just hit the best month uh, on May. It was 44. No, it was in June. It was 44,000 with all the performance checks and few cubic starting fees. And it started like going super smooth. We had this big goal that before the summer starts that we want to have everything super systemized. We want to have a big team. I think at the time we had, me and my co-founder included, we had 13 people. So 11 employees in the agency. I was working around two hours a day. Uh, I was making some money from Twitter just by selling a, selling a course, like trying to just learn how to monetize an audience, just as like a fun side project. And I was like, shit, I'm really bored. I'm working two hours a day. I'm used to working 
15 hours a day because that's what it took when I was scaling my agency to the point that where it was. So I was really bored. I was like, yeah, I wanna. I also also did bunch of consult consultation calls from Twitter. People were just DMing me. Yo, bro, can we hop on a call? I'll pay you pay you five hundred for for an hour. And it's a pretty okay deal. So I did a bunch of those calls. And uh, I also had a lot of demand for a coaching program. And I it started like manifesting in my head. I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I, I guess it could be a good idea. But I don't know how to really approach it. Uh, so yeah, then what I did was, yeah, I joined JK's program, Tweets and Clients. Uh, just to get some clarity on Twitter, just to get the help, just to get support if needed. Uh, joined that, met met David David Mendez, uh, and we came up we came up with a crazy plan. So I was really set set to make it happen. I was working with David. I also also had JK. I had a bunch of cool stuff from tweets and clients. So there was really no no way for me to fail. Then we just had to come up with the best best possible way to approach it. What I basically did is, and this is something that you should do. It doesn't matter if you're launching a coaching program, whatever you're doing, like what, every single offer and market that you're trying to get validated is I did a bunch of free consultation calls. I did like 73, 30 minute consultation calls in the span of three days. I would, in the morning, I would walk to the office, 7, 8 a.m. I would sit in my noise cancellation booth. I would have like, some like some like a salad or a lunchbox and just six red balls and a few cans of snooze sitting be behind like uh, my laptop and i would start up my google meet and i would run like just 12 13 hours of calls no breaks there was no breaks and i would just run those calls and take notes just ask people what are you trying to do what are you strongly struggling with what what could i help you with uh, and I did 70 of those three days in a row. Uh, and after those three days, I had a really good idea of what actually people are struggling with. And is there like, are people even trying to do the shit that I could help them with? And then we looked at all the notes and then we basically came up with the offer. We saw that, okay, they're struggling with this. They're struggling with this. This is what like is the biggest problem. People want accountability. People want to get held accountable. They want clarity. They want to know this and this and this framework. They have, they're, these are the biggest struggles. These are their goals, etc. We looked at all of those things, connected all the similarities. Them? Like for them to tell your problems, what did you ask them? Uh, I just asked, what are you struggling with? What are your goals? What have you done? Like to get to those goals? What are what are what is slowing you down getting those calls? It was like those consultation calls were super laid back it was like because i was also giving out a lot of free value i was basically one-on-one -on -one solving their problems and i wasn't like it, there was no selling on those calls it was just i want to ask these few questions i'm doing market research and after those questions i'll help you with whatever you want and it was super laid back so i got really good bunch of really good data dude that's um, that's sick I saw that yeah. that thing looked like an like an ant, like just a bunch yeah, of it's like yeah. It was it horrible. Fucked. It gave me PTSD. Like it was horrible. Yeah, really. But it was it, it was crazy. That's underrated. On my welcome sequence, as soon as you join my email list, there's no call to action except reply with any question about this topic. 
And if you pay attention, people actually tell you what they want. They're like, people say that, oh, well, like there's, well, how do I do market research? Well, you ask them. Yeah, they tell yeah. you. Yeah, they actually tell you. But uh, exactly. I'll, I'll I just wanted to add that. Yeah. So I did that. We did that. And then we looked at all the similarities and we were like, okay, boom, this is our offer. And then we structured it like uh, the whole program. We structured the, the first variation of it. In the first, it was really a lot of one-on-one. And again, here, like one thing that I that I emphasize this method a lot also in my own program to my own students that in the beginning, do a bunch of shit manually, do it on scalable work, don't try to systemize it, don't try to make a process because you have no fucking idea how it's going to actually go. First, get the traction in the business, stress test, it, stress test it, and get forced to build these processes. Get actually busy, get drenched in work. And then just the sheer amount of work that you have in your life forces you to actually come up with these systems naturally. And the systems that you come up are actually going to work, and they're going to work under pressure. They're going to work under stress because they have been built under pressure, like diamonds develop under pressure. And that ha- that's how you actually build really good processes. You get really fucking busy for three months. You At the end of the three months, you write everything down that you're doing daily. And then you systemize those things because those things actually work. Those systems won't break even if you have a big influx of business or a big influx of traction in your business. So it basically how we built the program is we launched some sales letters and uh, basically just talking about the things that I found out uh, in the while doing the free consultation calls, it was obviously resonating a lot with the audience because the audience had given it to me. The perfect customer had t- told me exactly 70 times in a row what they need. So the sales letter that we built and the offer that we built, it was just basically just correctly made for them. Like also, exactly made for them. I'm always amazed at how precise you are in your wording because it's you're not only like grow your agency, like you know exactly what the problem is. Right, you target this amount of people. Like for me, I I always try to include in my marketing only phrases that people have said verbatim. Because there's yeah. like there's like a difference between saying monetize your audience and saying you're secretly embarrassed because everybody thinks you're making money, but you're not. You know, there's yeah. a difference, you know, when you use different wordings. So I feel like one is the diamond analogy. I think that was fucking awesome because you need to be good at the thing before you systemize the thing. Key. And two is you got speed because you actually listen to your customers. Like you're like, you want to know exactly what, what do you offer? How many calls you get in 70 fucking calls in three days? <laughs> 70. 35 hours in three days, just calls, calls, calls. And you learn so much. And this is something that you should do like, even if you don't have an audience, because obviously it was for me, it was super easy to get those calls. I just, what I did is I sent one email, like four sentences to my email list, and I got those 70 calls. I would probably have gotten 300 if I just would have taken them. Um, initial plan was to take 20, but then I forgot to can, like restrict my calendly. So we got 70. I'm going to pretty fucked with them. Uh, but it was at the end. It was a, it was like really good ROI to spend those few days trenched in, in the calls. <laughs> and then this is something that I, I advise you to do. Like even if you're launching an offer via cold or cold outreach, like 
we have run for our clients, we have run campaigns when like we work with a bunch of like seed and pre-seed startups and really, really early startups who are really missing the product market fit still. They really don't have it figured all figured out yet. They don't know who's their exact perfect customers. They don't know what pain points they need solved. They don't know how it wants to get solved, like what are their big problems. Like they don't really have that information yet because they have just built the product and then they're trying to sell it, uh, which is the wrong way, obviously. Uh, but that's like a, a big case that a lot of our customers have had. So what we have done for them, we have just run cold outreach. Instead of asking for a call or instead of trying to get them on a call, we basically tell them, yo, John, we're just doing a research paper on topic X, Y, and Z, uh, based on something that you offer. So if you offer lead gen, like we are doing market research or a research paper on how startups handle their lead generation. I know that you're a busy man, but since you're the marketing director, or since you're the CEO, or since you're the founder of this company, I would really appreciate it if I could send you a few interview questions over. Uh, and if you answer those, I'll gladly send you the research paper after I'm done. Uh, so you can see tactics that your competition is also using and that what works for them. Is it fine if I send you five questions over? And then they tell you, yes, everybody wants to be interviewed. They're like, oh shit, someone wants to interview me. Like, this is fucking dope. I'm famous. I'm going to be verified on Twitter. Like, a bunch of shit like that before Twitter blew. I know that we don't get it, but that's life. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't have it either. Oh, okay, uh, cool. VPN won't save us on this one. Yeah, it won't. Yeah. But yeah, then like, you just do this interviews you send the five questions over and they should be they shouldn't be like directly to your pitch but they should be okay what legion methods have you used what has worked the best why why do you think that works the best how much money would you be able would you be open to paying for a qualified lead and like actually like discovery questions they give that's you the answer sick. that's good yeah then you get the answers, you combine everything, you, you send 10,000, 5,000 emails, you get maybe 50 to 100 answers, boom. You use those answers to tweak your VSL, tweak your landing page, tweak your offer, tweak your niche, tweak your wording on your emails. You basically use the exact wordings and pain points that your ideal customers are telling you. And also as a great bonus, after a few weeks, you reach out to the same guys that gave you these answers to send a John message yo John thank you for answering my interview questions two weeks ago here's the research paper that I promised by the way when I was looking over your answers uh, I realized that we could probably help you get x y and z outcome without the problem that you're already uh, seeing based on your interview answers would you be open to having a 20 minute call next Tuesday about it I'll gladly show you how it works and then you again then you book these guys in, a, in for a call because they're obviously way more warmer for you because they have already got an interview by you. It's not a cold contact anymore. They already basically know you. So then you also sell to those people using exactly the same words that they have given to you. It's like, you, it's fucking no way to fail there. Oh my God, that's, that's sick. I also like the framing of it. It's not, do you, I'm going to propose something. It's, hey, we got what you need. Do you Do you want it? Like they need to come to you. The positioning is right. Exactly. You have the frame there. It's, like it's it. perfect. I did something similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Do you need to hop off? No, no, no. No worries. Yeah, so I did something similar with Twitter. It's um, I, I was trying the VSL, which is just book a call here. But then I tried another application funnel, which is not a VSL, not a Calendly, but apply. 
and these they have a questions and I take phone numbers, right? So a setter then calls them for an application. Like the framing is different. The quality of leads are usually better. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I have gotten sold so hard on some application funnels, just through that exact funnel, application, uh, setter, call. I have gotten like closed super hard on those those funnels. So I know that it works. As it has oh, yeah, sold yeah. me. You got your money? <laughs> Sorry? You got your money? Yeah, they got it. Got me so hard. Yeah, it, it has it. happened a few times, but it's dope. Um, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I guess um, we're we're gonna wrap this up soon because we are over time. But is there uh, any advice you'd like to give to people who maybe want to start an agency or they want to start their first business? And where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Levierla. I also have a YouTube channel called also Leviera, pretty obvious choice, but I split a bunch of free game there about running a lead transition agency. I believe that's a really good business model to go for. But if you are, if you want to build a business, if you want to start your first business, my biggest tip for you is don't overthink it. Don't try to make it perfect. Basically accept the fact that it's going to be completely shit. It's going to be the worst shit that you have ever seen. You're going to be, you should be embarrassed by it when you launch it. Even if it's the first cold email camper or whatever, it doesn't matter how well the first iteration of the thing that you're doing works. Only thing that matters is that you go through the first iteration. Because a lot of people are trying to optimize their business and optimize their systems and processes before they have even launched anything. They have zero traction, but they're trying to build the per perfect pre-call funnel. Like, they are trying to build the perfect email campaign before launching a single email. Like it just doesn't make sense. Accept the fact that the first thing that you're going to do is going to completely suck and you won't get any results from it, but do it anyways. Send the first cold email campaign, send the first tweet, send the first thread, film the first video, do the first ad campaign. It's going to suck. You won't get any results. It's going to be embarrassingly bad and you're just going to waste your money and time. But then when you have done it the first time, you're actually able to look back to the process, get see the data, see the feedback from the process that you just went through, and then you're able to optimize it. It's impossible to optimize something that doesn't really exist. So make sure that before you try to optimize and make actually st stuff that works, that you have something as a baseline to optimize on. Accept the fact that it's going to be shit and just do it anyways. That is my best tip that I can give you. That's fucking gold. I love it. I feel like... And one, one last thing I'll add, it's I feel like if you have a job where you're in school, you're rewarded for getting it perfect. In entrepreneurship, you're rewarded for getting it imperfect because nobody else is doing exactly. It. And so just fuck it up. I mean, how many cold emails have you sent ever? Hundreds of thousands. Like so I don't even know at this point. Hundreds of thousands easily. How many years have you been in business? Uh this is my sixth year, fifth year, I think. And you I've been in sales since I was 14. So there's there has been a bunch of iteration. And you've tweeted 6,469 times. So exactly. Five times a day, 184 days in a row. Not not a single tweet missed. That's my boy. All right. You want to know the hack? Just send hundreds of thousands of reps. You'll get good at something. Get exactly. It. Really hard to be bad at that time. Yeah. Thank you, Levy, for your time. This was awesome. Thank you. This was great.